Hello, Podfix Nation. This is another edition of the Podfix Six. Woo! And I'm your host this time, Christopher DeVos. And my guest is Bob Haynes of the Cretans Guild. Welcome, Bob. I'm glad you said yes to this because, uh, guess what? You're the host next, and I'm off duty. I'm assuming this is part of my hazing ritual is uh, coming into the Podfix network. Uh, it shouldn't be that bad. There's no uh, Animal House spanking. <laughs> Thank you, sir. May I have another? So um, this will be six questions that we ask the uh, network. Uh, they can be submitted by you, they're submitted by the network, or they could be submitted by me. And if you'd like to submit any questions for any of our hosts, you can go to the Podfix Network uh, email, podfixnetwork at gmail.com. So let's get started. My first question's coming from me. All right. Oh. All right, bring it. How or what was the uh, idea of starting the Cretans Guild? How did you guys start? Well, the the Cretans Guild, it's pretty simple. We're uh, a trio of friends who we kind of, uh, we all went to high school together. And then just sporadically, we all drifted off in our college years. And then for some reason, we all drifted right back to each other immediately after college for some of us a little sooner than we were originally anticipating. But uh, we just, you know, we, we gelled really well together. Some of us went off, got married, but we still like kept in really close contact, if not proximity to each other. We came parents and then there's Corey. He's a different <laughs> issue. So there's myself, there's Corey and there's Jay. And we're, we're really passionate about uh, particular topics. And between the three of us, it would be hard to find a uh, a group of experts more in the fandom or more knowledgeable about different fandoms than you will find the three of us. Now, one of us, like, say, I have absolutely no knowledge about Legos, but Corey is a goddamn expert. Um, can I cuss? Yeah, sure. Why not? Fuck shit, cunt. All right. We're, um, we're, all, we're all adults here. Oh, OK. Let, let's not go nuts. All right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and then like Jay and I are the sports guys, so we play fantasy sports, and then it just uh, we 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 lived together for a while, and we all rented a big old house, and then we split off, then we came back together again, we split off, we get, and we we just couldn't get away from each other. We just uh, everybody else was like, oh, you're scum, get away from us. But the three of us just gelled so well, and then finally, when Corey moved off to Chicago and Jay moved up to Michigan, I was left still down here in sunny Orlando. And we just missed each other to the point where, you know what, we need to start having like a weekly, bi-weekly conversation. And we think they're interesting. I have a feeling other people would find them interesting, especially if we pick a particular topic that we're passionate about and just talk about it for a while. Whether it be movies, TV, comic books, theme parks, that's what I'm really big in. Uh, just about anything. We had like a 20-minute shouting match over pizza once. Whether pepperoni sh or uh, pineapple should be on pizza. Yes, I, I listened to that episode. Actually, I listened to your show. I listened to it before um, you guys became part of the network because... Oh, God bless you. Well, here's the thing. I think we're probably close in age, and I, I don't want to say the age is on the air, but... Um, I was born in 1907. <laughs> exactly. And um, you guys talk about like the stuff I'm into and I think there's there's our subset of 
adults who are still into this fandoms and pop culture stuff and you're hitting it right on the same timeline as I would be. Whereas if I listen to uh, a younger pop culture fandom show, it's going to be different because they have whole different experiences. You know, anime is now bigger and I, I was a little past the big gigantic, I'm a little past the nineties, uh, Disney era for the, you know, the gummy bears and all that. But, um, the Disney afternoon, Disney afternoon. Yeah. I was a little too old for that, but you guys seem to hit right in my bracket. So I really enjoy the show. Yeah. We tried the growing up thing and you know, it, it didn't really gel with us, but then Jay and I became parents and our kids are now getting to that age where the toys are so cool. Yeah. The shows are so good. It's like, why couldn't I have this back in the eighties for God's sake? <laughs> I have to, I actually have to watch gravity falls. I haven't seen it, but I've, I've heard so much about it and I'm like, and that's what I'm, I'm hearing all this stuff too. And I'm like, Oh, well now I need to go back and, and see what I missed. It's on the Disney plus. Yep. Got the Disney plus. That was a good deal. And with this coronavirus, it's now an excellent deal. Yeah, this quarantine business is uh, driving me nuts. At least I am well-stocked in alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, I'm going with the alcohol's the cure. I love that band. So as long as we keep drinking, we should be safe. So you may have sort of touched on this, but my next question was going with, do you guys have any hurdles with your show? I mean, now you're in different states. They chose the wrong states, it sounds like, because they're – they're in the cold states, and you made the correct decision to stay in this nice, warm state. But that might, you know, pose a challenge with uh, with different states. But is there any other types of of hurdles you guys have when you do the show? Maybe coming up with topics or or show prep or anything like that. The thing is, with our show, we sometimes we plan for it. It's like something happens in the news, like, hey, this guy's been cast to play Batman or something. It's like, oh, that might be a good topic. And then the day that we're going to finally schedule, because scheduling is like another hurdle that we always uh, fight with. I have early morning hours. Corey is all over the place. Jay is kind of, he works at home, but he still has a ton of responsibilities. And just like trying to gel our schedule together, that was a major hurdle and actually kept us from uh, conversing for a couple of months because we just could not gel our schedules together. But once we do, we'll set a date. It's like, hey, let's record on blah, whatever date. And as we're leading up to that, it's like, you know, today we're going to talk about this. But first, I thought we'd talk about something else. And then that ends up becoming the main topic. So our show is kind of it's very, very fluid. But at the same time, we try to pertain to the same uh, quota that we always do. And tr- just try and stay to, like, entertainment news. And aside from, like, um, the only other major hurdle we run into is we're done recording. We wrap it all up. And what the guys do is uh, they're supposed to they, – we all record our own individual tracks. And then they send it to me and I edit and clean it up and do whatever. And then one of them will say, yeah, my audacity stopped recording. Ah, uh, Yes. Oh, that is that's just lovely. So whenever you hear a bad episode outside of the first 10, that's probably what happened is we lost uh, some audio and I had to take like the Skype record or the backup record, which is awful. I hate doing that. 
Yeah, I mean, Audacity's free, and it has a lot of great features, but when it acts up, man, it just, it kills, it kills the show completely. I, it's just it's like, oh, man. Yeah. Matter of fact, I just got paranoid. I wanted to check to make sure mine was still going. <laughs> it is. When we do our show, um, I'm always watching the damn lines all the time. I'm like, I'm, I'm just waiting for this thing to crash. Sometimes it's so hard to concentrate. I need, like, an intern just to watch the uh the audacity <laughs> tracks they named it perfectly i don't think they're going for that yeah <laughs> if he has the audacity to record <laughs> and i've had people like recommend oh we'll try this and try that program and i'll download the demo because most of them you have to buy and i just i look at it and i'm like i don't know what's going on here there's like screens and knobs and buttons and i just want to talk into the microphone i can't I can't deal with all uh, that. Yeah, th- those ones with full mixers on them, they're, they're pretty heavily intense. Yeah. I mean, I can barely get Audacity to work, and it's one button. Well, let's go to the Disney parks. All right. Because I listen to a lot of those shows because I'm vil- very familiar with Disney. So what's your favorite park, and what's your favorite attraction? Epcot. Oh, wait. Uh, let me. All right. Let me back up a little bit. All right. So uh, on top of doing... Uh, the Cretan Scale podcast. I also have a YouTube channel where I walk around attractions in the Orlando area and I vlog like certain events that are going on or my dealings with them. Usually it's a ride breaking down. That seems to be what happens all the time. That's why I decided to call the channel Skipper Bob Breakdowns. Because I'm going to break down what's going on and, you know, the ride's probably going to stop while I'm on it. But you asked me, my favorite park has to be Epcot. Really? Why? Uh, yeah. Because it's one of the few parks you are expected to drink. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if I am becoming an alcoholic, but my God, I sure sound like one. That's changing, though. Is that gonna is that gonna affect your rating? Do you think? Because they're getting a whole bunch of new rides and a whole bunch of new stuff. They'll probably still always have the festivals. They are. Yeah. And Epcot has been needing these things for a long, long ass time. Spaceship Earth, the ride is so rickety and so old, that thing needs to be updated. Now, with this whole quarantine nonsense going on, where no one's been able to go to the parks for a few weeks, I think I saw somewhere online that Disney World or the Disney Company is losing somewhere around $750 million a day, Uh, which if you've ever been to Disney and paid their prices, you can expect that. Yeah, try billion. Last I heard was billion. Well, I, yeah, I, I guess on top of the resorts as well, because I had, for this particular week, this day, I had a stay reserved down at uh, the Coronado Springs, which is one of the Disney World resorts. Had to cancel it. I uh, had uh, tra- uh, tours set up. I had all kinds of things set up, dinners and everything. Had to cancel everything because we can't go outside. And these freaking idiots who show up in mass when Disney announced, hey, we're going to close on, I forget what it was, like the 18th or something. Yeah, something like that. Probably the 15th or something like that. And they announced that like three days before they did, and just like everybody under the sun decided, I'm going to Disney. And I was actually one of those guys that thought, maybe I should go to Disney while I can. And then I thought, you know what, that's just stupid. This virus is rampant. Oh, look, and Orlando now leads the state in coronavirus spreading. Good God. Yeah, but I would kind of expect that because, I mean, it's not 
just us. Everybody comes to Orlando from all over the world. This is true. And not just for Disney, but for so many other things besides the parks, conventions, and and festivals, and all sorts of things. So that doesn't really surprise me at all. I, I, I really I thought we'd be a lot worse than we are, to be honest. I actually thought Miami would be worse because they are the, the bigger of the um, cruise cruise destinations. They all pass yes. like Miami's a hub or something. Yeah, that's true, and they're a bigger city, and and they they can be on top of each other. Uh, not quite as bad as New York, but there's there's situations. No, it's Miami. Yeah. They're probably on top of. each I other. I try to just drive through Miami or just go to the cruise line, and I try not to stop in Miami too much. It's too scary. Yeah, I don't need it. But I also heard that Epcot might not reopen once this thing is all all said and done. That park might be closed for a little while longer than the rest. Yeah, and the reason behind that, well, two main reasons is right before all of this went down, Disney had to uh, discontinue its college program, its college program where college students could come stay at Disney, work at the park, get college credit and like do a couple other things and that made up probably 45% of their workforce. So when that got shut off all those kids had like three days to try to get back home and i'm sure a lot of them weren't saving their money no so hopefully they all got to where they need to and the other thing is is at the world showcase many of those pavilions because uh they they're supposed to represent norway mexico great britain germany like all these different lands from around the world and they're actually not ran well some of them are run by the tourism boards of those particular countries but they have like a say in it. So a lot of the people who actually work in those pavilions are from those countries. So if they can't travel here, you're not going to have the workforce needed to sling drinks at you. Right, right. And I also think because it a lot of it's under construction right now that it's it's kind of, I don't know, at, at the moment it's kind of a, a, it's kind of like what Hollywood Studios was for a while. It's kind of a, a a limping park. I don't know how else to describe it, but I'm not sure. It was definitely a half-day park, yeah. and that's basically what Epcot is right now, or whenever it does reopen. But I always thought, like, the, the greatest gimmicking thing that Disney could make money off of is, you know those little uh, mouse ears that they sell? Yes. What they need to do is make a hard hat, put mouse ears on that, and sell that for, like, $45, $50 a pop. You'll make a killing with that. <laughs> and you can feel like you're part of the construction team. Yeah, just walk in backstage. Hi, I'm here. Why are you wearing cargo shorts and a Hawaiian shirt? I think it's always cool to see, when you can, the the Disney stuff under construction. Like those uh, intervention buildings. They're, they're like half destroyed, and you can kind of see yeah. like inside of them. And there's it looks like uh, a bombed-out building. That's... That's worth my money. The right uh, the monorail uh, for Epcot, it actually goes into the park and around in like halfway up inside the park and then back around again. And as you're uh, looking out the window in the monorail, you could see all the construction going on. And then half of one of the innovation building has been demolished and they're going to heavily reorganize uh, whatever is left. That portion of Epcot is uh, it's it's heavily under construction. They're going to be building a lot of stuff, and the same they did the same thing with. I still call it MGM Studios. It's it's Hollywood Studios for now. The name might even change again the next year. We don't know, 
But that park was under construction right. for a whole Star year. Star Wars Studios. And that's what Epcot's going through right now. And MGM Studios is a freaking blockbuster. You go there and there's like five, six major rides that everybody wants to do. Yes. And that's what Epcot's going to be eventually, someday. Hollywood Studios is actually my favorite park. That's that's if I had a choice. Uh, Magic Kingdom doesn't get it because it's too hard to get to. Fair enough. I hate getting to the Magic Kingdom. I, it's just it's a pain in the butt for me. But you know I'm spoiled because I'm here in Orlando, so it's like. But if it's your if it's your one time deal, then yeah, you have to do the Magic Kingdom. But if you're like, oh, well, I can do this any day, I'm not going to try to get into the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, I actually timed it once. When we finally got out of our car and parked till we got through all the security, all the transportation, and then walked through the gates, and it took us 90 minutes. Yeah. That was a haul. Just to get in. Yeah, and I I get what Walt was going for. He's like, I don't want you to see anything around because, you know, I kind of got screwed with Disneyland, and we built everything up around it. Now this whole fantastical place that you're supposed to believe that you're you're now in without any outside distraction but mm-hmm. man that was it's a trek but if it's the only if you know you've been saving up for a year or two years whatever it takes to get there you and your family are there yeah take your time do whatever you want sure go magic kingdom do uh space mountain yeah i'll never touch that ride again but <laughs> go do everything that, oh, yeah. that you your heart's been set <laughs> for 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 a long time and I can't wait for the parks to open. Uh, I'm sure you have another question. Uh, this is not a Disney podcast, <laughs> which is quickly becoming one. <laughs> no, that's okay. We can talk Disney. I, I, I don't care. Although I think they just bought the Podfix Network. That'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, please. Own me. Well, it was funny because uh, you mentioned the monorail and how you can uh, go through and see some of the construction. I like the fact that the people mover is now a 50-minute wait because everybody wants to go and see Tron being built. That cracks me up. Well, the the People Mover has always been the ultimate ride. You asked me earlier what my favorite ride is. That's the People Mover. That is like the ultimate dad ride. You just sit back, and for like a good 15 minutes, you're just whipping around corners and just relaxing and people watching. It's one of my favorite rides. I, I, I don't know. Some people like the thrills. Some people like the boat rides, the dark boat rides, like pirates and whatever. I'm the people mover and the haunted mansion. Actu- one of those two. I'm actually the uh, people mover ride as well. That is one of my favorite rides. I, it's longer than you think. You get to relax. And it's just you can people see and people watch. And it's it's a great ride. And usually... If they're not building a roller coaster next to it, you can get on and off of it as many times as you want. Yeah, that's just a short amount of time, though. Sometime this year, maybe. I don't know. It, it's so weird with this whole quarantine thing going on. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of changes before the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. It's it's going to be different. Hopefully, it won't be too impactful. We'll see. Uh, well, let's move on, then. Um, All right. What is your... This is from Varmints. What is your favorite video, and I, I added board if you'd rather do board, but what is your favorite or board game? Favorite video or board game? Who? Because that was actually the premise of when we started the the, um, the Cretans Guild podcast. The Cretans Guild podcast was originally called the Nerd or Not podcast, where we, would, we were sponsored by a gaming company, uh, our game store. And we would just talk about board games. We'd probably play a board game. We would talk about video games. And we did that for like the first four episodes. And then we just stopped. 
<laughs> at some point with long lines like you know we should probably stop calling ourselves the nerd not podcast because you know uh, we would also question ourselves like how much do you know of a particular thing so that would qualify you as a nerd or not and just after a while we stopped doing that but your question of my favorite board or video game that is I'll, i'm going to try and give you one of each okay uh favorite video game that is really tough to call because whenever I pick up a video game, I instantly, if I love it, I fall in love with it. It's like, this is the greatest game ever, man. Like right now with this with this uh, self-isolation going on, I am loving Animal Crossing. That is my jam. I love that game. It is so relaxing. I have forgotten everything about the outside world. And I was playing it earlier today. I think I lost five hours before I realized, huh, maybe I should get up and go do something. <laughs> uh in the past um it would probably be a tie between uh ocarina of time or majora's mask i think they're both spectacular games um one of the very few games that as soon as they were done i was like no keep going i want to do more because there wasn't dlc at that no point. uh no breath of the wild breath of the wild is very 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 good. Not my favorite game of all time, okay. though, but probably in the top five. That's without a doubt. Okay. Now, as far as board games, you know, that can really change depending on who you're playing with. If you're playing with somebody who is good and entertaining and fun, you could play a game of Battleship. And he's like, this game's awesome. I can't believe it. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, I was playing a trading card game with my co-host Corey called Transformers a trading card game. We even we loved it so much we made it an episode of one of our podcasts where he and I are just playing, we're talking about the game and how it moves and everything. And I was like, this is this is actually a fun game. Plus, I grew up as the biggest Transformers nerd fanboy you could ever imagine. So holding these cards was like, I remember this character. I remember this guy. He appeared one time in season three of the G1 episode and you only saw him that one time, and for some reason, I remember him. I don't know why. <laughs> that that game was a lot of fun. Real easy to pick up. I think uh, traditional games, I really love Munchkin. That's a really fun, fun, incredibly funny game, too. Yes. I I am very familiar with Munchkin. I love that game. I, I Absolutely. I adore Munchkin and everything about it. Then, um, what's trying to think there is another game i've played recently what could that be um i do i do love playing a game called soro it's uh it starts with a t so it looks like it's to soro but it's uh, a path building game where there's a board in front of you and you have to lay down these tiles that have two paths on them and you have to build a path once uh one turn at a time and your character is this dragon and you need to follow the path as you build it and try mm -hmm. to be the last dragon standing. And you get knocked out by either going off the board or running into another dragon. So later in the game, the pathways can be rather elaborate and uh, winding. So if you're if you're not looking like four or five steps ahead, like say chess, you can easily die real quickly. I played that game. And if we sit down and play it, know that you will win because I am I am really bad at that game. I never said I was good. That's let's make that clear. Never said I was good. Do you ever watch um, the Will Wheaton show on YouTube where he plays the board games? I can't think of the name at the moment. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I, I do tabletop. watch it. That's and it. tabletop. What? That's so freaking easy. Why don't I remember that? <laughs> yes, I, I have watched that. I would probably, I probably bought every game that he played after I would watch an episode. I'd be like, oh, that's really great. And then I have all these games in my closet and none of my kids ever want to play them. They're like, those are weird games. That show was very entertaining and a really good introduction if you had any kind of interest to a particular board game. It was like, oh, what's this all about? And then they would build it up and they'd play. It was like, oh, you know what? I can totally get behind this game. I'm going to go out and find a copy right now. Yeah. And I also like it because every once in a while, be like, well, you guys want to play a game? And they'll be like, okay, let's play a game. And then I'm like, oh, I haven't played this game forever. So I just go watch Tabletop instead of reading the directions and it's so much easier. And, you know, what's funny about that show is that particular web series was the inspiration for us because at the end of each episode, they would have the winners stand in front of, like, the wall of champions or whatever, and they would hold, yeah. like, this little store-bought rinky-dink trophy. Well, Corey J and I decided, you know what, if we're going to do something like this, we're going to go big. So we got ourselves a Cretans Guild championship belt, five golden plates, of our favorite uh, emblems on it, and we proudly display that as champion anytime we put it on the line. Oh, what did the game store people think of you changing your format? Did, were they mad at you? Well, they were long gone out of the picture at that point, so okay. it wasn't really up to them. <laughs> so you weren't you weren't cutting any you weren't like making anybody mad. You were just doing what you want to do. Yeah, that was also another reason why we stopped podcasting for probably six months on top of our schedule. It was like, well, they're gone. Now what? Right. I don't know. Maybe I'm going to go play Halo or something. I don't know. <laughs> so my next question actually comes from your show. Oh. And you probably already answered it, and you did mention it before. But what's your ultimate pizza? Ultimate Topping sauce, pizza. cheese, crushed the crust, the whole thing. I have not answered this question before, but I can tell you what it is. Now, leading up, uh, this Podfix or Pod Six questionnaire uh, is very, very similar to something that we've had in play for a little bit. Where whenever we have a guest on our show as like a series of icebreakers, we'll ask them five questions from a list of I think we're at thirty three, thirty four questions. And we'll just, like, number generate. All right, uh, number five, and ask, and ask the question. So this is one of our questions, which has not come up yet. So I'm proud to actually talk about my ultimate pizza. So Okay, let's hear. There is a restaurant up here uh, in other parts of the country as well, but not many, called Mellow Mushroom. Yes. They make my favorite pizza, which is a whole wheat crust. We got to start with that. And then it's a uh, simple... Basil-inspired tomato sauce. Uh, and then there's jerk chicken. There is banana peppers. There is uh, bacon. There is andouille sausage. There is ham. And then there's pineapple. Yes, pineapple. <laughs> You're going to cause this some controversy. This is my ultimate pizza. I am a big fan of the banana pepper myself. Oh, I love banana peppers. They're absolutely wonderful. Thing I like about uh, Mellow Mushroom is they have those combinations, and they're like really complicated combinations. But they'll take and they work. They work, but they'll take two really complicated combination pizzas 
and you can half and half. So you can have a complicated right half and a complicated left half, and that's no problem for them. Oh, yeah. And they're like, yeah, sure. What You want us to throw a dead fish on there, too? Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> so now, the final question. All right. Time for the quarantine boner. This is a... <laughs> this is a question that Keith asked me, so I'm going to ask you, and if you want to pay it forward when you host, that's fine, and if you don't want to do it, that's fine, too. All right. But it's rank the Star Wars movies in order you would watch them in, and that was originally asked by It's Not Rocket Surgery. Mm. Now, first I've got to ask, uh, what what are we pertaining this list down to? Just the the nine or the original trilogy, or the trilogy and the prequels, or everything under the sun? When I did it, I did everything. Everything. Oh, I did everything right. that was theatrically released. Solo, Rogue One, and then the Nine. Okay, so the two Ewok movies are out. Yeah, those are TV. Yeah, Because those went straight to disc. Or, excuse me, VHS. <laughs> I didn't do anything. I didn't do Christmas special. I didn't do the Ewoks. I, did, I didn't do any of that. I didn't do the TV shows. See, that's a failing on your part, because that movie's actually better than one or two other movies. But, okay. <laughs> Just the ones released in the theater. All right. This is a question I kind of wrestled with myself before the Disney trilogy. Uh, because when my kids were starting to get to the right age, I was like, ooh, what order should I show them in? The order that they were released theatrically or like the order that we all watched them in? Or should I watch them or sh present them to my boys in chronological order? And I felt showing in release order would be best because you get to see uh, this character be built up as like the ultimate bad guy. And then you realize, oh, he's something else. He's he's actually he was a good guy. And then you go back and you see, oh, and this is was his rise from the top all the way to when he hit rock bottom. So that in a way, it's convoluted storytelling, but that would probably be the way to watch it. Now, ranking them all. All right. Um, so we have 11 movies. Yes. Uh, that, yeah, that sounds about right. All right. So one and two, in no particular order, uh, Phantom Menace and uh, Clone Wars, probably in that order. Uh, after that. As your top? No, 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 no. As Like starting from the bottom, going up. Okay. So so 11. Yes, excuse me. 11 and 12. Or 11 and 10. Okay. Uh, it's okay. Nine. You, I almost hung up on you on this on this interview. Oh. I'm like, what? <laughs> You're <laughs> the my one. answer really offend you that much, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I would take anything but Phantom Menace at the top. This guy likes many chlorians. Toss his ass out. <laughs> you know, with Phantom Menace, all you need is the last 30 minutes of it. That's it. You don't even have to show your kids anything else but the, the lightsaber duel between Darth Maul and... You know what? I will and, say that about the prequels, that they're, the individual or the, the saber fights outdid any other saber fight of any other trilogy set. The, yes, the trilogy, definitely. The, the prequels really got that right. They, it looked good. It was entertaining. And it, sometimes it got a little, okay, what's going on here? But it was still like, hey, we got lightsabers clashing against each other, not like... Eh, whatever they did in the Disney trilogy, they didn't have lightsaber fights. They just swung around 
toys like my kids do. Right. I actually think you could take 30 minutes from each one of the three uh, prequels, mash them into one movie, and you'd have a great movie. Because there's, there's scenes in each one of them that are spectacular, but there's not a whole movie behind it. Right. My, um, my youngest actually asked to watch uh, episode three because I know I've shown it to him. He just didn't remember. I was like, all right, you know what? It's on the plus. We'll watch it. That's what we call right. it now. That's what the kids call it. The plus. It's not Disney plus, just the plus. So we watched that. And yeah, pretty much the last 40 minutes of the movie are, were what, are what you want to watch. Everything else is just a really long setup to that. Exactly. So that, yeah, would probably be my number nine. Then after that, I would have to go, uh, what's the, the, um, the last Jedi, which was episode, let's see, uh, six, seven, eight, episode eight, only because the, the only problem I had with that movie was its pacing, not really the storytelling or anything else. It was just the pacing was a lot longer than it should have been, but less said about that, the better. Uh, now, here's where we're going to start choosing between our favorite children. And next would probably be Solo, which I really hate because when I went and saw Solo, I enjoyed it. I really liked Solo. I can't believe it was getting the negative backlash that it did. Really? But, you know, like fans will be fans, especially in this day and age. It's hip to hate stuff. That's what the, the thing is now. I I didn't want to hate it, but I wasn't thrilled with it. There's just it. No, I wasn't thrilled with it, but at the same time, I was like, you know, take this out of the Star Wars universe. This is actually a pretty entertaining movie. Woody Harrelson is the bomb in it. Yeah. Woody Harrelson was good. Uh, then after that, I'll probably go Jedi. Uh, and then I'll go episodes uh, seven and nine after that. Uh, my one major issue with episode nine was, hey, we got a whole fleet of these new ships that you've never seen before. Oh, yeah, and every one of them has a planet-destroying weapon on them. Sorry if that's a spoiler for you. You should have seen it already. <laughs> yeah, it made its money. I'm sure everyone's seen it. Uh, after that, it would I would round it out with, let's see, um, I got three left, and I'm going to go, I'm going to change it up a little bit. I'm going to go Empire next. As much as as good as Empire is and revered as it is, that would be my next entry. With the last two being Rogue mm -hmm. One, then A New Hope. Rogue One, in my opinion, was so spectacularly made, and then at the very end, like, okay, this is really good. This is good. I, right, you guys got me. You did a good job. Oh, look, and here's Vader. And oh shit, he is kicking ass. Like, not even relentlessly. He is killing everybody in his path he is swarming through them um i'm glad to see that you ranked rogue one up there because that is also one of my favorites um i only have one nitpicky thing about rogue one and is that's when he was stealing the death star plans and he was just basically playing a gigantic claw machine i thought that was kind of weird but other than that rogue one is probably top-notch writing direction acting it anything that disney done has done i think rogue one it's going to be hard to beat as far as everything. That was like an almost perfect Star Wars movie. Yeah. And then uh, thank God we're not including the Mandalorian or some of the animated stories in this because we'd be here all night. Yes. Well, I, I take it you like the Mandalorian. Uh, just a little. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yes, I I I thoroughly enjoyed the Mandalorian. I love the fact that we are going back and picking up characters like the Jawas and the Tusken Raiders, even though I don't think you really saw them, but they got mentioned. And the humor's there, and it's just, it's it's redeemed everything that's been in the movie theater, I think, from Disney so far. It has John Favreau's staple just bleeding all over the thing, and I am dying for season two when they bring in Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka. I am dying to see this. It, this is going to be so good. Is that confirmed? Because I saw an article across my Facebook, but I didn't read it. Yes. That's actually happening? She's been signed to play Ahsoka. Oh, that would be cool. All right, well, excellent. Um, Why don't you give a plug for the Cretans Guild? Well, you can catch us. We aim for about every other Tuesday. But, you know, maybe this quarantine will make us work harder. Maybe not. uh, Just just stay tuned. Stay tuned. Basically, the Cretans Guild, we're just three-time, long-time friends. You know, we predate just about everything before 1990. Three, uh, you know we're awkward if you can't tell already, but we're all we are insightful, and uh, we're a little bit nerdy. So Jay, he's big in the alcohol mixing. I'm really big into like the theme parks, and Corey is our Lego guy. But you can check us out at any time. The Cretans Guild, mostly on Podbean or just about anywhere you can find podcasts, really, and or you can go to PodfixNetwork.com. And find our link there. Uh, we're also on the Twitter and Instagram. Plus, Jay and I both have YouTube channels. I am Skipper Bob's Breakdowns. He is Square Pegs on YouTube. And uh, there you'll see video game reviews. Uh, I tend to play video games more than I review them. But at the same time, hey, check it. we're all over the place. You will not miss us. That is for damn sure. Unless don't listen, then you will miss us. <laughs> That's up to you. That's your fault. Yes, yeah, so definitely, uh, you can definitely find links to everything that he's mentioned at the podfixnetwork.com page. And my show is Podcast 42. We are a scripted pop culture history podcast where we take a subject, stick ourselves into the history of it, and usually derail from that point well i appreciate you coming on bob the second episode of pod fix six hosting duties are now in your corner haven't burned this sucker down yet aiming to try not yet hey it is what it is we're glad to have your show aboard um it's a great show i highly recommend it it's in my podcatcher. uh if you're into any sort of fandom i'm not into wrestling but you guys do wrestling too well yeah i mean we, we've pretty much had our, uh, with all this quarantine stuff, we've had all of our fun squash for the year. But, yeah, we get through it. Okay. Yeah, well, uh, JL on my show is a huge wrestling fan, so I've turned uh, him on to your show. Yeah, send him our way. <laughs> so Bob will be taking over hosting duties for the next time with an unnamed guest as he goes in search of somebody off the Podfix network. What? Yep. Oh, crap. I got to recruit somebody. Surprise. (laughs) Okay. Hey, everyone's in quarantine right now, so now's the perfect time to start hitting people up. Oh, this is true. wonder where Joe hates everything. (laughs) He hates the network. I didn't didn't realize his show was that literal, but yeah. (laughs) All right, so catch us next time. 
Uh, same bat channel, same bat time. Bye. Carry on. This has been a transmission of the Podfix Network. For more about this show and other great Podfix programs, go to podfixnetwork.com.